what is the secret to success? Short version is, you got to have a 22-inch biceps. And you got to be able to kill predators with your bare hands. And the long version is that I actually always had five rules. And everything that I did, I always used those five rules. And those five rules helped me to become successful. So my first rule is find your vision and follow it. You see, I think it's the most important thing that we have a very clear vision of where we go. A goal, where, where do we go? Because you can have the best ship in the world. You can have the best cruise liner, but if the captain does not know where to go, that ship will drift around the world and out there at sea and will never end up anywhere. Hi everyone and welcome to the show. The great Arnold Schwarzenegger there talking about uh, having vision, having a goal, so important and he was the true uh, master of change. Arnold uh, became one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time, winning Mr Universe something like seven times. He then decided he didn't want to just be an athlete, he wanted to be a success at acting and uh, went to America did what it took to learn the craft and became a successful actor with uh, many blockbuster movies that we've all come to know. And further to, to his story, he also then wanted to get into politics and uh, became the mayor of California. So he reached the very top of politics as well. So when he talks about his five rules and, and having vision, it's it's so important to have a vision and a goal. And then you focus on that forward thinking goal to you know not waste time thinking about the past, but looking forward and focusing on your vision and that's the way to move forward and, and make a change Socrates once said the secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old but on building the new and and that is just so true find that vision find that goal aspire to achieving it visualize yourself working in that uh, environment or in that career or that lifestyle and focus on that and you'll get to where you need to be my guest this week Kent Dredge epitomizes uh, this type of mindset Kent uh, worked in finance for some 30 years. Um, he then had, had a small retrenchment package which gave him the impetus to retrain himself. So he, he did his level one and two in strength and conditioning. He also did his level or his certificate three and four in, in fitness and eventually went on to do a, a degree in exercise sports science. So he's made the change. He, he, he's now getting up at 6.30 in the morning, works with athletes, does other things during the day, works late at night. He also has time to, he's done 24 Ironman triathlons, so he's quite a goal-driven uh, goal driven person, which we talk about a lot in the podcast. Uh, he works with a sassy diving squad. He, he works in blind sports. He helps run the Adelaide Marathon. He, he does a lot. He's the coach of the uh, Roadrunners Club here in Adelaide. So he's very, very diverse role that he has as a strength and conditioning coach and uh, this lifestyle that he's now achieved. He, he's made, he made a change in his life. Um, he's become fitness-based and uh, a lifestyle of fitness. He's also met his partner late in life. They've now been together 10 years, and uh, and his lovely partner is just about to do her 12th Ironman. So together, you know, they've done almost 35 Ironman triathlons, and uh, he's living his dream. He's made, a, he's made a significant change in his life. We talk about all that. We talk about the personality required of a strength and conditioning coach. So not only just the training and the studies required, but the personality, the type of person you need to be, the challenges you can you know you can look to uh, come to deal with when you're a strength and conditioning coach, um, 
some of the some of the things you need to think about to, if you know your personality can you relate to people if you've got thick skin you're willing to get up early all, all these things we we talk about in the podcast and uh, you know kent is a true master of change to go from a conservative type banking uh, lifestyle to n- now being a strength and conditioning coach and fully qualified is quite inspiring, quite in- uh, enjoyable listening, interesting listening, and a lot of takeaways in this podcast about how you two can just have the mindset required and make the changes re- required to change your life and achieve the lifestyle and perhaps make a change in your career and become the person you were meant to be. I really hope you enjoy this one. He's a lovely fellow and we had a fantastic chat. So enjoy the show. Hi everyone and welcome to the Pete Takos podcast. George Elliott said, it is never too late to be what you might have been. I'm Pete and each podcast I dive deep into conversation with my inspiring handpicked guest. Nothing is off limits. I dig deep and talk about everything that makes them who they are to try and help you be inspired and motivated to unlock your own inner uniqueness and help you become what you might have been. So join me with today's special guest and let's dig deep. Hi everyone and welcome to another fantastic guest, Kent Dredge. How are you, Kent? Yeah, good, thanks, Pete. You've got a very diverse background. We've been chatting off there before, and um, I realise you're you're another person that was working in finance and then made the change yep. to another career. So, mate, talk me through, firstly, how you planted that seed. Were you always thinking about changing careers? And maybe let's start with where, where you were working. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so well, I guess out of school in the 80s, not really knowing... Yep. What I wanted to do, and uh, ended up at the uh, end up working for the old uh, High Marsh Building Society, and uh, then was there till uh, almost two thousand, I think it was, and uh, then an opportunity came for me to to move into uh, a bit more the finance side of things, and I, I, I moved to JP Morgan. Um, so you'd studied a. To Bachelor of Finance at that stage, or uh, not, not a Bachelor of Finance, but but whilst I was at, um, I, I did a, a number of you know banking financing type um, uh, study, but uh, I did did actually from a university perspective went to uh, uh, UniSA and did uh, my Masters of Business Administration, so an MBA uh, as it's better known. Did that not require a degree though to get into that, or um, no? Because what happened was I I did a. a, a a graduate certificate um, uh, in management at TAFE. Um, and so what they had was by going through that, you, you did your grad cert through there and then that led into um, UniSA, grad dip in management and then eventually into the MBA. So how did you find that, that career? Was that, was that doing it for you? Was it exciting yeah. you or not? Oh, look, to be honest, it was probably more the social side of it. Oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've still got some really good mates that uh, uh, I was with uh, uh, that we used to, Friday night after work was pretty good, mm. etc. And uh, and I guess from a fitness perspective back in those days, I was just playing footy, mm. um, like a footy, a footy club club. Aussie rules for Aussie those rules, listeners overseas. Yeah. Aussie rules, yep. So, so I was only ever a B-grade player, but I like to think I was an honest player <laughs> and uh, um, ended up being a life member at the club. But uh, So I played there for a number of years and uh, uh, 
so yeah, so so probably not not so fit back in those days. It was more enjoying life and having a bit of fun. So what happened from there, mate? So what? what yeah. Uh... yeah. So so from there, after uh, I moved in with JP Morgan, at, uh, in about two thousand and five, uh, they uh, basically offered me a redundancy. Um, a number of things happened with the organisation. After how many uh, years? Were you um, so so I was with them for about five years. Okay. Um, not for, a huge amount of time. No, no, not 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 a huge mm. amount with uh, JP Morgan, um, and. Uh, and there was actually the opportunity. They said said to me, "Well, look, you can either go to Sydney because they decided to shut up shop here in Adelaide, and said so you can go go to Sydney or you can take a redundancy." So, um, so I actually uh, went over over to Sydney for uh, a while, setting up basically my team that I had in Adelaide. Had to set it up there and. Uh, and it was pretty good when you're staying in a hotel right opposite uh, where mm. you're working. So you'd open open the windows in the morning and say, "These these where I got to work." So so pretty good lifestyle there. But um, by that time, I was starting to get a bit more in, into running and um, uh, triathlon. I was in, in, into triathlon at that stage. Um, and one of the things that just got me was just riding a bike in in Sydney. It was just I said. You know, I just could not see too that. Too many hills, too much traffic. Yeah. Too it, hard. It, it wasn't so much the hills. It was just the, the traffic mm. and, you know, attitudes and that type of thing. Loved the running over there. It was, it was pretty pretty cool. You know, we we did a few runs down to Manly and across to Bondi. And uh, if, if part part of the – there was, was a guy there who was also working there was doing Ironman at the same time. So we did a lot of training together, which was – So was that your first cool. exposure to Ironman, like the, um, talking about it? And... No, so, so I got into Ironman in uh well 2000 was when i first got into it um i went went across uh, uh with a mate to foster and, and watched him compete and uh, and to be honest a few years prior to that i got into triathlon generally and um I did a lot of the corporate tries and and uh you know local tries and uh, and somebody said to me you know you should do Iron Man. I said, "What's that?" I didn't have absolutely any idea, and they told me uh, the distances, and, and I just said, "Look, you've got to be ridiculous." Mm. Uh, you know, there's no way I could possibly do that. Um, uh, considering I'd, I'd ridden my bike what 20k to their place, and I, I thought that was a big effort for me. So, <laughs> and we're talking 24 Ironmans later now. Is yeah, 24. <laughs> about, wow. doing my, about doing my 25th. So you, you wouldn't even imagine that back then, would you? Oh no. Not at all. Not there's, at all. There's not, I must admit, there's not too many people I know that have done that many. Yeah, it's quite exceptional. Yeah, yeah every, every now and then I, I come across a few people who uh, uh, have done more. Um, uh, you know, yeah, you know, you, uh, when you hit the twenty, you thought that was pretty good saying twenty, and then you speak to someone who said they've done thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, and you just go, "Wow!" <laughs> there's always someone in there. Yeah, where, where there is, and, and all yeah. I can say is they're very rich because yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. a yeah, it's an expensive sport. Exactly, exactly. So. Um, um, so yeah, so so I guess uh, back on, on to to the work when I, I was made. Um, uh, so so obviously that gives you a bit of an idea there that um, that I was obviously really starting to get in the fitness side of things. And the other thing as well was I was as part of that I was getting people out running at lunch. You know, I'd take you know the people we were working with, we'd go for runs at, at lunch. We'd 
you know, got the city to bathe. So you were trying to get them to, to join in and get fit with you? Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Well, you know, it's, it's a lot more fun to run with somebody mm-hmm. uh, uh, than not. So, um, you know, we, we had a corporate cup teams, uh, city to bathe. And so I'd always been very much that kind of organiser. Uh, um, and I guess on the other side of that, as I said before, I... Um, played Aussie rules for a long time, but also have been a youth development coach with Sturt Footy Club since 1990. So so I'd always had that kind of coaching background. Um, so youth development coach, so how did, how did you get into that? Um, so, well, well, I, I, I loved, uh, um, as I said, uh, loved, loved the game of footy, playing footy, and uh, um, and I, I guess I wanted to give back. Um, and so I, I went and did my... Uh, level one accreditation, Coach. or in fact, I went right through and did my level two accreditation okay, with uh, uh, Santa Fe. And uh, um, I'd always barracked for Sturt as a kid, so I just rang him up and said, "Look, I'd love to come in and get some experience coaching." And and uh, then that was, as I said, nineteen ninety, and right through to two thousand and fifteen. I think it was. I, I was still doing that on a Sunday morning. Um, uh, you know, looking looking after kids. Uh, that's fantastic, but, mate. Yeah, yeah, a few of the ones, that, you know, Chad Wingard. Okay, he, he really? Was, he was somebody. One of the local did. stars, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Trengove was another one. There a few others along the way too that, you know, it's nice to to know you had some little experience with them. And look, it was very much about skill development and, and, and stuff back then. So, so, yeah, so that kind of, I guess, sets the... The, the baseline to, to what happened. Um, so, as I said, is, is I made the decision not to go to Sydney and take the redundancy. Um, and so, even at that time, I was, I was still thinking, you know, I'll just get back into another finance. Uh, social lifestyle. Uh, and, yeah, 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 and all, all that kind of thing. And uh, um, Were you thinking at this stage any further studies in another no, area? No, no, not at all, not at well, all. You know, my, my, my focus was... You know, uh, got to get another job now, and uh, uh, and it wasn't as easy as I thought. I'd get through the top, you know, uh, get through second, third interview, and be top two or three, but didn't quite get the role. And but part of my redundancy, they did also provide money for retraining. So it was just one day. I just, I, you know, it was probably about six months after I'd uh, been made redundant, and uh, and I, I'd been doing some other bits and pieces of, of, of work to uh, just little minor. Uh, part-time type work and and I said you know what do I really want to be doing this for the rest of my life you know it had been 21 years of my life so I guess I was doing, what age are you at this point yeah so I was about um <coughs> what would I have been uh 40 wow yeah, yeah, pivotal, pivotal age yeah, yeah, pivotal age yeah exactly mm. so I uh I, I said uh you know <sighs> I don't want to be doing this anymore. What do I want to be doing? And 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 that was kind of what I was talking about the coaching and stuff. I said, you know what? I'd really like to get into, you know, uh, giving back to people and and helping them have opportunities and 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 get the best out of other people. So, so at that point of time, I did decide to go back to study and uh, uh, I, I took the. Uh, um, Mature age entry. Yeah, well, I didn't. Test. I didn't quite get onto that uh, initially. I jumped on. Um, I did my cert for in fitness, just just so that I could get my foot in the door and, and just start doing some fitness work. But that was. I knew that wasn't where I wanted to go. As being a personal trainer, um, you wanted a bit more than that. A yeah, bit more I wanted a bit team more than structure that. or yeah. something on a higher, higher sort of plane. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so that was that was the point to then get me into uh, then do my level one 
uh, ASCA, Australian Strength and Conditioning Association accreditation, which then, I guess, gave me that extra knowledge um, of dealing with athletes um, and, you know, team-based sports and, and, you know, looking at, you know, periodization and, and, and all those kind of mm. things that I'd dealt with myself as part of training for an Ironman. So, so that's the first step? That, that level one strength and conditioning yep. course to get, start getting familiar with the lingo and, and, and be around athletes. And, yeah, yeah, look, definitely, you know, probably the Cert 4 in fitness was probably the first step as far as mm. some base, uh, I guess that, uh, you know, these day, this day and age, you can Google anything. So, and, and there's a lot of information out there, some good, some not so good. Um, uh, but, you know, Surf Forum Fitness was probably important as, as from the perspective of just giving you a probably a, a, a more detailed, specific information about, you know, uh, the fitness industry. Not enough to uh, – and, and it still amazes me today when I, I see a lot of personal trainers out there because of the experience and knowledge they give you is, is just – the tip of the iceberg, really, um, and so from there, if you, uh, as as in my case, I wanted to to not necessarily work with the general public. So so then, yes, definitely, you know, your, your level one ASCA, and you can probably get away with just doing your level one ASCA if that's where you want to go. But you would, li- I'd like to think you had a bit of knowledge uh, about the fitness before you you went there. Um, and so yeah, so I, I did that, um, and then. Uh, I, once I walked out the back of that, you know, these courses, you know, um, uh, a week or whatever, and, uh, you know, the ASCA level one's a weekend and or a, or a day, even I think it is, plus all the, the rest of the work you've got to do. And I said, you know, I still, there's so much more I <laughs> need to know. To know, yeah. you know? And, and also, <laughs> you know, I had a goal that I wanted to, you know, as I said, work with athletes. And, and you, you, you've got to give yourself some... Um, uh, credibility, and, and I, I think the, the the best way to do that was to to go back to uni and and, and do my bachelor of applied science in so human. You enrolled to do that, and you got in yep. straight away. Yeah, got in because yep. I got in as a mature age, a mature mm. age student, which is uh, uh, you know always interesting as a uh, you know forty plus year old working with uh, eighteen year olds. <laughs> but uh, so, so just on that though, when you say yeah, that, is yeah. it easy to get in as a mature age? Student? As a mature age, it, it is. Oh, is that because they need a certain number of mature age students? Or? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe okay. so. I believe so. I, I I think from memory, I had to sit some kind of. I think it was an online exam type thing, just to basically show that you had a level of. Um, a certain level of knowledge or uh, uh, ability, I, I guess you know. Um, uh, but but after that, it was pretty much yep. Uh, in you're in. <laughs> so at that point in time, what yep. in, what was interests me is what's what are you visualising that point in time? What's driving you? Are you, are you because that's I think that's what holds a lot of people back at that stage mm-hmm. where they're looking for a change, and it, it is easy to take that backward step or that sideways step back into finance. Is that po- at that point is what driving you at that stage thinking well, okay I see myself in five years doing this or yeah. were you thinking I just love fitness I don't care where it's going to take me I'm just going to take this as to each day enjoying what I'm doing and see where that goes yeah. what, what, can you remember as to what your yeah. mindset was look obviously obviously it's demonstrated in all, all the Ironman I've done is that I'm very goal driven um, and and I guess. I, at that point of time, I could say, you know, 
it was it was pretty tough when you're you're going for roles and and you which you know you can quite capably do and you you keep missing out so whilst I never you know I would never say I was in a full depression state looking back at it I do recognize it was you, you, were, know, a bit da- you were a bit down and frustrated by yeah, all you were down and yeah. frustrated okay. so so there was potentially you know if that continued onward that it, it, it could have been not good yeah. um, but so so what you're saying is did you then think well to get out of that, I need to look at something else that's going to give me some positive thoughts. Is that yeah, yeah, that, and, and look, at, and, and that's probably the way, way to look mm. at it um, because it was that's an important lesson, isn't oh, it? Really? Oh, look, exactly, and 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 it was, and and I I remember now, like it's interesting, and I, I, a lesson learned for people was, you know, at the, at the time I took the redundancy was great, you know, you seeing the, these dollar figures or all this money, and I didn't really look in. Uh, I guess it was probably told to me, but I, I didn't. It didn't really click in my head all the other things that, that I was being offered as well. And as I as I said, I went back and I, I was just doing some, some part time work or, or, or some contract work. And and one of them was was uh, at BT Financial Group, where there were a number of people who had taken the redundancy and had now uh, got roles that are, but of course, are a lower level than 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 I, than, than I was because I was at a management level. So it's always harder to. To, to come down, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but I took uh, you know just uh, lower levels, mm. and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to put anyone down because mm. everyone yep. does what 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 they want. But I accepted that. But I was talking to some people, and and, and somebody else was talking about out of their redundancy, the money that, that they were offered, they went and they retrained themselves in something else, um, and so. I can't remember uh, who it was, and I, but I remember I'd had that conversation, and and I'm glad I did because mm. that was in it. It suddenly was, oh, okay, well maybe I can. So you've taken a different path. That's what you've yeah. Exactly. You really, you've said, well, I'll, I'll steer this ship in a different direction. Exactly. Instead of going yeah. down the same path that I'm going, which is perhaps going downhill, I'm going to get yeah. on a different path, steer this ship in a new direction. Yes. And then I. I'm, I'm asking you now, I guess, mm-hmm. will you then start to look at, well, what can I do in this area? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, exactly. Where can I go? And, yeah. and, and you, you said yourself you're goal-driven. Yes. I'm imagining that you're – and this is what I do as well. That's why I'm relating to it. Yeah. Is then you set your goals, don't you? Yeah, and exactly. You th- and then that's yeah. what you hang on to every day. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're all similar to me, but as an Ironman athlete, yeah. it gets you out of bed every day, doesn't it? That goal, that, that focused, uh, almost uh, fanatical goal. And yeah. that's all you get – Thoughts you get in your mind, yes, it just keeps you going, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it gets you out of bed yeah. in the morning <laughs> because it's kind of like it's more like, uh, yeah, got to go out for a six hour ride today, you yeah. know. Uh, but uh, you know, but it's powerful enough to get it, you doing oh, it. Look, you look it is because yeah. you and know, it stops you from getting depression. I think oh. it stops you from going feeling down because you're you're so focused on, on what you what you're doing, what you have yeah. to have to do. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And and you know, whenever whenever I do an Ironman, I obviously you know uh, set my race, uh, or, sorry, my training plan, um, mm. and so I know what it is, and and so it, it's kind of like I've got to do this. So because you focus and you know you've got to do. This, you know, whatever it is, how many rides or runs, and how far they are for the for the week. You know, yeah, it does. I guess, it, and, and it's it distracting you because you're not you're not thinking about all that other stuff. Exactly, I'm exactly. Not, oh, that interview didn't go well. Yes. Uh, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my future now. You, you, it keeps you on a path that's different to those negative thoughts. Yeah. You know? Oh, look, it, it, exactly. And, and and you're right. When when, when you know, using your analogy, made that decision to steer the ship in a different direction. It was right. 
if I go in this direction, where can I go? What do I want to do? And and and, and that was, I guess, what drove uh, you know. And what do I need to get there? And and part of that was okay. So I take the money for retraining. I want to work with athletes. How do I get to athletes? Well. I can't just I just can't I can't walk up to Sassy and and say I've been a coach you know I want to now strength and condition they're going to yeah. just laugh at you so okay so I need to go do my personal training so now at least I'm getting some kind of credibility in mm. the fitness industry that he knows something about fitness then then it was um, had you done any Ironman at this stage you had oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah yeah I, I yeah. had so yeah. so I'd probably uh, so this was 2006 so I uh, I would have done five by that okay. that yeah. stage. Um, and, and of course, you know, I also thought, you know, from a fitness perspective, oh yeah, I can throw the old, you know, I've done five Ironman now, so I know, you know, all this, but, but I'll tell you now, even doesn't after, rank it in the employment world. Uh, oh, exactly right. But also apart from that, you know, uh, here we are 18 years later, I'm still, still doing them and I'm still learning and I'm, I'm, I'm still, still getting better and I'm, I've done my PBs in the last two years, so, you know, or last three years. So, uh, um, so you can always get smarter and, 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 and I think that, that, that's the, that's the important thing. So, so with, with that goal was, yep, so now we're going to our level one ASCA. So I did that uh, and, and then, then you go, uh, and then from there, I think, Pretty sure I, I was able to get in as a casual SNC coach. An opportunity came up, and I was accepted as that. But I also recognised that if I wanted to get any further, I needed to have my degree. So that's when I said, "Well, you've got to bite the bullet," and and back to uni we go. So, I, so I did how'd a, you find that at forty oh, odd years yeah, of age? Yeah, I well, know you already, already spoken. It was the generation gap there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how'd you find the day to day studies and exams and yeah. assignments at that age? Yeah, I oh, look. Look tough, but but once again, it's and, and you know we talk 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 before about Ironman, and, and and I think you know whether it's Ironman or half Ironman or yeah. or you know whatever distance you you, you do, um, because everything's relative to everyone. So you know somebody who who just hasn't gone running a five k is a long way for them. So. So whatever whatever that distance is, you, you know, you set yourself your goals and, and you strive to, uh, strive to do it, and 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 I and I think that also helps us in general life, you know, as well. What do we need to do and 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 keep us focused and uh, on a, on a, on a path and the way we're going. So you're off on your way then with the yeah. with the studies, and you got the yeah. end of the three year degree. Um, yeah, so three uh, three year degree. So I did get. Uh, credit for a couple, uh, so so I think I was able to do it. I did it part time, so because I needed to work. Uh, because uh, I guess that that's the difference as well. You, you're coming in at that age. You've got eighteen year old kids who don't have a care in the world and want to go out. You've drink, got to pay your rent, drink every night. Yeah. yeah, well, I've got to pay a mortgage and yeah. a, 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 a cars, etc. Um, so so I was working part time okay. as well as so part time work. Was that strength and conditioning? Um, so so I was doing a bit of strength and conditioning, but I was also working at. Uh, um, initially, a, when I got in the fitness industry, I went in as a personal trainer um, and uh, just for the experience. But how did you I, find I, that? It, where, where were you doing that on yeah, your own or uh, in gym? No, somewhere? no. So I was doing that at Fitness First in mm-hmm. in, in Adelaide uh, City, um, which was one of the bigger gyms there. Um, it was very interesting considering I came from a management background, and mm-hmm. I. Why is uh, that? What do you mean by that? Oh well. It's, Talking to the once again 18, 19, 20 year olds and explain to them that I think that 
you know, some of the process that things could be done a little bit better and, and, yeah. and not just saying they could be done better but giving him solutions to it and, and then basically being told, no, this is how we do things. And, and they're paying you to – was Fitness First paying you just no, to talk to them? No, no, because he – it's the old um, personal trainer where you where you pay the money to to be allowed to be to, a personal trainer yeah. in their environment, and then it's up to you. They will give you the leads to to find okay. the. So and, yeah. so even though that client is paying you, they're saying yeah. to you, "Well, no, I don't think this this is the way I need to do it." Yeah. Oh, look, not not so much the clients, but but the other personal trainers and mm. the personal trainer manager, as in that you know and. Uh, as I said before, I have a uh, you know I have a management degree in twenty years, well, maybe and you're in your forties, yeah, forties, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's uh, a lot of things, that are challenges there. With, yeah, yeah. I- exactly, and 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 um, trying, yeah. So, so, look, it was an interesting experience, but you got uh, through it through, I, I, through the got, whole degree. Yeah, uh, so I got through it because. Uh, because fitness first, I, I moved from there and I, and I went and worked for YMCA. I managed a, a YMCA branch, and and that was the good thing with that was I was managing that at night, which uh, was I think it was about three o'clock in the afternoon. I had to be there, which enabled me to be able to go to uni through the day, um, uh, tick all those boxes I needed to. Um, uh, so yeah, so at that point, I uh, at the start I hadn't quite got the role at. Um, uh, sassy, to be honest. Um, I then, oh, actually, actually, no, it was a bit after that. So, uh, what are we now? Two thousand sixteen. So, so it'd be about two thousand and two thousand eighteen. Yeah, uh, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I reckon it was about two thousand and eleven. I think I got the role at Sassy. So, so okay. that's right. So, I went from from uh, running the YMCA. I then an opportunity came up. Uh, to be a sports development officer at Blind Sports SA, so mm-hmm. promoting and developing sports for blind or vision impaired. And still haven't finished your degree at still, this stage. I still yeah. hadn't finished mm-hmm. my degree, so I was still going with that. Um, uh, so, so that was a, a great, great opportunity. So, um, so yeah. So to probably put things in perspective, I took on those uh, that role in two thousand and ten, um, and I reckon I was two years into my degree at, at that stage. And, and I reckon I did four years of part-time, um, whereas normally it'd take a little bit longer part-time, but I got a bit of credit for some things I'd already done. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, so yeah, so, in t- uh, t- as I said, 2010, moved to Blind Sports SA, 2011, took on the role at, at SASE, that's right, and went from there. And how did you find that, your first role in strength and conditioning? Was it, yeah. What was your actual day-to-day work there? Um, so, so I, I got the role as as uh, casual, and so as a casual, you're not guaranteed of any work. Um, I'm still a casual, but I now have a lot of work. From so the when expense. they got work for you, they say, "What well, we want you to do this project," and then they'll start paying you. Yeah, so so it was it was more a matter of uh, so they had the full time strength and conditioning coaches, and then that they may. Um, be away sick or uh, um, holidays or whatever, and they say, right, can you just come in and cover, um, you know, my sessions? So, so as a strength and conditioning coach, it's very frustrating at, at, at that point. Uh, but the important thing is you're still always learning because you're not writing the programs for any of the athletes. You don't know the athlete's background. Uh, you don't know their capabilities. So so you you basically are almost a personal trainer type where somebody gives you a piece of paper and says, right, they're doing these following exercises and you just supervise them and make sure they do them. Um, so and, – and you're on a one-year contract So and, 
never because uh, South Australian Sports Institute is a government-based uh, organisation, so um, as such, everything is done by contract, um, and so you never quite knew if your contract would be renewed. But um, suffice to say, this is I've been there now eight years, and I have kept have, have the boxes ticked. So, I re- so you're still so you're casual now, and it's part time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 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 I, so I'm casual um, uh, at Sassy. I'm uh, three, yeah, three times a week at, at Blind Sports SA, as well as I'm a club coach for SA Roadrunners Club, which is once again just part time. Yep. And, what, and out of those three, do you enjoy the strength and conditioning more, or do you? There's different facets of all three. Oh, different facets of all three. You what know? do you do at the other two? What do you do at Blind yeah, Sports? Yeah, yeah. So, so with Blind Sports, you know, there's nothing more rewarding than working with someone who's blind or vision impaired mm. and, and and taking them. You know, which is very similar to the strength and conditioning. You're taking from a point where they can't, you know, or. Uh, they, they may struggle to do a certain task or exercise to uh, within a sporting context to to where they can do it. A prime example is we run a gymnastics club on a Thursday night at uh, South Australian School Vision Impaired, and I've got kids there that are totally blind that when they first went would not uh, spin around uh, the bar, and and now we'll, we'll do complete spins. Now, so how do you develop the training for that? Do you do you do you research that from other people, or you have you got someone there with you helping that, that, that understand yeah. the, the visually impaired people? Or? Yeah. Well, it, it probably come from experience. Mm. You know, when so I just learning, learning. Yeah, learning on the job uh, myself, learning wow. on the job. You know, some some of that. You know, I, I, I when I first took the role in, I, I read books and and. Um, uh, Looked on on uh, Google to to find stuff. Um, also, you know, uh, the president of Blind Sports is say he's totally blind. So basically, uh, you had to research yourself. Yeah, you had to find, <laughs> to find out. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's but, challenging, but, but, but uh, rewarding, I imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. but then also speaking to like um, uh, Mike was said, he's, he's totally blind, and yeah. you know, he's a, a, a Australian blind cricketer vice captain, so he's taking him all around the world. So to be able to talk to him about his experiences and things that he's had. had to do helps you understand from a totally blind person, and then talking to other vision impaired, um, and 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 then just experience. You, you know, I tried some things; they didn't work, and other things you, you know, uh, you didn't. Work. So, other than gymnastics and cricket, is there other yeah. sports? Yeah, that... cricket, uh, goalball. Um, uh, you know, we, we've tried everything. Everything. Um, uh, you know, we're trying some uh, AFL at the moment. Um, uh, there's tennis. There's um, uh, judo. We've we've had a go at um, so so do you, tandem cycling. So yep. do you go there a certain amount of times every week and yep. work and work on each sport at, the, at each time, or just uh, yep. how does that work? Yep. So so what we do is each term I go into the school and we'll do a different sport each term. So okay. we'll focus on you know mm. eight to ten weeks of wow. a different sport just to give them. And they're younger kids, are they? They're yeah, yeah, they're, yep. they're younger kids. Wow. Um, and and our attitude is, you know, give them exposure to as many sport different types of sports as you can. Um, like. For you or I, it was quite easy after school. You know, there'd be you know cricket or, or football or whatever, soccer or whatever it may be, and you just turn up and do it. So, for a, a vision impaired child, they they have to rely on how how they get home because they can't uh, can't necessarily get the bus home when they're younger. You know, they they certainly can't like we probably did got on a, a bike and 
and rode home or walked home that you know most of the time they'll need they'll rely on people some of these kids because they come to the specialist school from the other side of town so they're relying on taxis and and and, and but and there's taxis provided at a certain time to get them home. Um, so, so a lot, you know, of, a lot of challenges. Isn't oh, there? A, lot a, lot of, a lot of challenges. Yeah. What, what's uh, what's the most rewarding thing about it with those kids? Is there, is there it, things oh, that stand look, out to you? Yeah, it, it, look, seeing the smile on their face, uh, being in, wanting to be involved in sport, um, and, and because we all know the benefits of of sport. Um, and the worst thing for a child who is blind or vision Im- Im- impaired is there. There is a, a after school age. There is a very high incidence of obesity uh, for blind or vision impaired. Okay. So we want to mm-hmm. make sure that we're giving them that that opportunity to participate in sport, um, with the hope they'll continue that. It's, it's I mean, it's hard enough with any younger children, isn't it, from school? Then yes. keeping up sporting habits, oh, you know, exactly. especially these days with. Playstations and yeah. TV and Foxtel and internet it, and everything. So it, exactly. for these children, it must be uh, incredibly difficult. I mean, yes. the, the, to get the confidence to be able to go for a run, you know, yep. or exercise when you can't really see that well or yeah. not see it all. That's yeah, that, that's a big challenge. Oh yeah, so look, you're definitely. making a big imprint. I would imagine on these kids' lives. Yeah, well, well, I have, and 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 look, if, just to give you an example on that, when I first came into the role, I, uh, I approached the school to say, look, I want to come and do some sports, and the teachers were, you know, very standoffish. Oh, who are you? What do you want to do? Because of course they're very, and I understand protective. they're very protective. Mm. Um, whereas you know. Now at the end of end of every term, it's like, what sport are we doing next term? You know, what are you coming in to do? So it's you know, mm. uh, they're inviting me in as opposed to the opposite. You've won them over, Kent. Uh, well, that's <laughs> a, I try to do it, mate. Now your third occupation, the Road Runners Club. <laughs> yeah, what's, Runner. what's your role there? Yeah, what are you doing so, there? Yeah, so I'm club coach there. So um, my my main role is um, I like to see it. Um, it's my responsibility uh, for. Um, uh, runner enjoyment to uh, uh, make sure uh, so so I'll write programs for every event uh, so SA Road Runners Club puts on seven events a year uh, six, six I will call it six slash seven events that, that we, we manage what, what uh, sort of distances are um, they? so everything from uh, so so we run the LA Marathon right down to okay. five, down wow. to 5k mm-hmm. uh, events and everything in between uh, so a lot of our events will be a 5 a 10 a 21 um, others be you know like the LA Marathon 5 10 21 and 42 now that must be a lot of work running the Adelaide Marathon. How, yeah. how do you find that? And you've changed the course this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Last, year, last year was changed. So so, so we have an event manager who, and that, that'll be their role. Um, so as far you, as... You oversee that? Uh, no, I, I don't so much oversee that. What, what I'll, I'll do is I'll write the programs uh, So uh, and so our members can contact me and I can give them a program to help them prepare for the event. Um, when it comes to, to... So my responsibility on race day is... Uh, things like making sure we, we have paces um, for people who are looking at that and, you know, managing that process to get them uh, registered and, and uh, get them balloons on the day and, and, and get them out and about. Um, obviously... And the event manager, do they do all the logistics of it? Do they? Exactly. Like the, the council and police and yeah, things exactly. like that? Yeah, okay. all, exactly. All, all that stuff. Okay. Um, but that all being said, you know, part of it, like, for example, with, with this year event, you know, I'm, I'm part of the you know, the discussion party that, that leads to that, you know, talking through like I'm getting, uh, for example, I'm getting feedback, uh, you know, in previous years, it was a bit of a hilly course, it's a bit slower course, people looking, 
for a faster course, you know, um, less windy or whatever. So I'm giving all that feedback and, and it will even be to the extent of I'll come up with a few um, uh, ideas for, for, for the course and then I'll sit down with the event manager and we'll, we'll work that together. Um, but from all that logistical side, I don't want a part of that. No, <laughs> part of that. Uh, you get it's, bogged it's, down, do not Yeah, it, it, exactly, yeah. exactly. So there's yeah. a lot of variety there with your oh, three yeah, different roles. And yeah. What do you enjoy, which parts of it do you enjoy the most? Do you have a sort of favourite... Uh, um, part of your week yeah, I love all the roles so so mm. and, and they're all uh, they're good. all rewarding in their own, own yeah. way you know like for example the work with Sassy I'm working with with athlete for example I've got an athlete now who's about to go off to uh, uh, in two weeks time going to uh, world cha- compete in the world championships now in in, in he's table tennis, table tennis uh, he's, okay. he's para table yeah. tennis um uh, that's actually Sam Van Einem who who won the silver in um, in Rio, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, so 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 for me that was very rewarding. I'd be working for, with him for two years. So what do you do with him? With What's... him, so so just just very much focusing on 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 his strength, making him uh, getting him stronger. So so him as a faster. table tennis player, you're looking at. Stronger arms, thought is, yeah. is that what table tennis is, yeah, tennis yeah. players need? Yeah, or? obviously you don't want to get them too big per mm. se, but but you need to to uh, I like to call it build the foundation. So you need to make sure that they're they're really strong through the shoulders. So you, you're doing uh, the right stuff at rehab there. You know, uh, I would be the worst table tennis player. So that's where I work really close. <laughs> yeah, but that's interesting. I find yeah. that, that you don't have to be. No, you, you don't. The expert in that sport or know no. that sport back to front, but you yes. can still play a significant role in the strength and conditioning of that, that athlete. That athlete I find yes. that, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah well, well, part of it is, you know, talking to fellow S&C coaches, talking with his, co- with his own day to time, uh, daily training coaches. And you coaches. might ask him, what, what, what do you think he needs or where do exactly. you want me to work on? And that's yeah. all, okay. Exactly. So, for, so for example, since uh, Sam uh, came from Rio, you know, being taught about they need him to be lower. So I, I do a lot of stuff like, so for example, uh, if you can envision a, a table tennis player, so I've got him squatting with a bar. So, so when he squats down, he has to hold that for three seconds before he comes up because okay. we've, got to, we've got to train him to... To stay low, stay to, strong low. Stay strong low. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and then there's other stuff I do where, um, you know, example, uh, you know, resistance band uh, around his side and he's got to jump, to jump to the side. So he's got to really push against that band to get that power to get across to, to hit... hit Hit the, uh, the the next volley or whatever. And how long do you get with him a week to um, do so, that? So, for example, with Sam, I, I work with him twice a week. Uh, I work with him uh, in the gym twice a week, a uh, couple hours each time. Plus, plus we do a, about an hour, hour and a quarter um, st- uh, stretching. Uh, Process now. Now with Sam, Sam has autism, so he's very highly functioning. But but one of the things they identified going into to Rio was. Um, it, he can get a little bit, you know, lazy with his stretching. So, so we implemented, you know, where I'm, you know, working with him in his stretching, making sure, make sure it happens. It makes yeah. sure it's happened. Do it all, and you know, and it was one of the boxes that was ticked. He, you know, he, he went into Rio not expecting the medal, and yeah, he did. Ca- so that's, ca- so that's reward super. for you that oh, you're doing something right. Do you get feedback? Exactly. Does somebody give you oh, feedback? Yeah. Like the coach or? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's very much a team. Um, uh, team, we, we work as a team mm. working with him. So, so once a month we email each other about what we've been doing for the week. So that would include coach, yep. player, yep, 
Uh, Players are not involved, but but, but it's uh, it's coach, his physio, Mm -hmm. uh, myself, and and he has a couple of coaches he works with as well as head of of table tennis. It sounds good. Sounds, oh, look, sounds very enjoyable, rewarding, yeah, it, it uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and you, and you talked about um, uh, not being able to do the sport. Well, uh, as you know, you've known me for a while, and I'm not the most agile person, but I, <laughs> I also look after the, the sassy diving squad. So you know, yeah, you were talking that off air before. Yeah. yeah. So what are you doing with them? Yeah. So once again, same thing. So yeah. they they have three sessions a week. Um, so I write all their programs. So that's where um, I guess the careers change from when I first came in. That somebody you know I'm filling in for someone to where I'm in charge mm. of that. You've done your, your early sort of time, time in the role and now you've built up to that. And exactly. when they come to you with something like that, yeah. let's say you've never done that before, do they say, okay, Kent, we're this, from now on, this project for the next however many weeks, we want yeah. you to work with our diving team? Yeah. And do they give you certain criteria they want or they just say, here they are, you, you deal with it, deal with yeah. the coach and away you go? Yeah, exactly. So exactly. It's a lot of, uh, it's very autonomous then. Oh, yeah, yeah, very autonomous role. And, and um, Is that normal, do you think, in strength and conditioning roles? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely. Okay. Um, normally, and, and it's interesting, because with diving, we've got a, a new uh, there's a new coach, uh, and he's from America, so he very much comes from that that American background of um, uh, coaching. Uh, and and as, as he said, um, everyone that deals with my squad is an expert, and I rely on them to tell me about their expertise. So he's obviously the diving expert, so he'll get them diving. As he said, I want you to to me. I want you to tell me, you know. What they should be lifting, however they should be lifting. So what you do your research, you do whatever I need. Exactly. But make sure you do it and, and exactly. explain to me what you're yeah. doing in some way. Yeah. yeah. And so once it, once again, um, strength and conditioning, even though it's autonomous as far as your day to day and and your decisions you're making around your athletes, to some extent, there's sometimes you'll you'll implement physio ex, uh, for injuries, etc. Um, physio, uh, physio exercises. Um, we I also work. You know, talk with Diving Australia. So, talk with other strength and conditioning coaches. Who so, are how do you do that? Do you ring them or find a contact out on your own, and then yep. talk, oh, get the numbers of the coaches and, and do it that way? Yeah, how, how do you? Yeah, via email or. Mm. But you, or but phone. you initiated that. You, um, I, I did initially, um, mm. going way way back, and then um, you know now I know the person if if I need to. Not that I do it very uh, very often because I've, I've I've been now working with them for. Uh, well, once again, it was pre-Rio, so so we're talking at least four years. I've yeah. been working. So you know what you're doing. Yeah, doing yeah. So, no, so, I think, I think the thing I'm getting at is that as a strength and conditioning coach that you need to be resourceful, don't you? you, know, oh, you, you exactly. You, if, you think, if you think you're going to go into a role like that and it's just going to, someone's going to say to you, oh, just take them, we need this exercise done, it's not like that. It sounds no, like no, you've got exactly. to research the sport, understand the muscle groups, the, the it, exercises exactly. that complement them, maybe talk to the coach and find out what he wants you to work on. So, I mean, yeah. Which to me says it sounds interesting. You know, It's not yeah. just a run-of-the-mill type of role. Yeah, oh, know, look, 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 to it. yeah look, definitely. And, you know, and I, uh, to use an example, though, when you first come into diving, you think, oh, they, they jump off a ball and they land in the water so you think okay well we're going to do lots of squats and lunges and all that but how hard are they hitting that water you've got to make sure their their shoulder, shoulders are joints. solid there's mm. scaps you know that that you know they're really strong and they can hold hold entry positions and that so so all of a sudden you know uh, as a strength and conditioning coach 
you know, it, it really challenges you. And that's what I like. It, mm. it challenges you uh, to think there. And, and I think going back to something I said before about, you know, longevity of, of doing things, you know, as I said before, you know, you, I'm still learning on how I can get quicker and do, do better uh, in Ironman. It, it's... <laughs> How old are you, Ken? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. So you're still learning at fifty-two. That's fantastic. 52. I love it. Yeah, and you've got to be prepared to do that. Mm. You know, um, and whilst you think you'll have the uh, in your mind, and it's just a natural thing, we always think, "Yeah, that's the right program. That's perfect." You know, I've got everything right. Somebody will come along and they'll say to you, "Have you thought about this?" And I think as a strength and conditioning coach. Or any coach, or in, in general life, you've got, yeah. you, you've got to be say, you know what? Maybe that's not a bad idea. You've got to be able to take it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. very interesting. So, yeah. um, have you? I'm going to ask the question: Have you had any bad moments as a strength and conditioning coach? Have you had any times where you think, "Oh my, my God, we didn't work on that," or "I think I've yep. left him underdone there"? Or have you had any moments like that? <sighs> Um, not so much there. There's been a couple of things where you've seen almost near accident misses and you think, oh, I should have, I should have been on top of that because that's also part of it. It's not getting caught up in your program. It's making sure the safety's still there. You've got safety bars in. You've got, you know, people spotting each other if they're lifting heavy and stuff. Uh, um, you know, and I've had, you know, people do an ankle and, uh, you know, uh, um, or I had somebody hit them head and they had blood and, you know, and so I've had a few of those. <laughs> um, um, I, I, it's interesting because even though I've been doing it as long as I have, I still always have doubts at times. I, I, and, and I find, especially when I, um, when I've been with, uh, you know, in environment with other strength and conditioning coaches, you always feel, you always feel, oh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That, that yeah, you know, uh, you, you probably lose a bit of confidence, you know, uh, and, well, and sometimes you have that lack of confidence because. Why, 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 why do you think that? Why, why? I, I don't know because uh, cause you've got a degree, you've got experience, yeah, oh, you've exactly. done twenty four Ironman. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it a, is yeah. that a, something about you that, that you think you have in other areas, or is it just to do no, with strength no, and conditioning? A, it, it, no, it'll be probably within the, and and it'll be because you'll be talking to a certain person, and, and they'll you know there, there's some people out there who who could pretty much tell you everything there is about how the body works, and they know and they remember and that. Whereas you know. I'll have I have that knowledge that I know, but sometimes I've just got to go back and just refresh my memory mm. uh, about this or that. Where and and I think then sometimes that then it makes you feel oh you know especially like something like anatomy because I, yeah I think I think maybe that's a, a real good trait of a and this is interesting as a for an Ironman athlete yep. I know this with myself, and I'm I'm guessing there's a lot of Ironman athletes that are the same. We are perfectionist, yeah, you sure. know what I mean, to yeah, a certain yeah. extent, because yeah. we love to plan and we love to get things. And, and and I'm like that as well. I understand exactly what you're yeah. saying. Sometimes you sit there and you think, oh god, I should have crossed, I should have dotted that eye and crossed Cross that, that T, and yeah. I should know that, and I should study yeah. more, and I should go home and do yeah. this and not. But th- those people are rare. And yeah. sometimes those people are just showing off what they know that, and you're not seeing what they don't know yeah, as well. Yeah, and that's a fair yeah. comment too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I do understand what yeah. you're saying, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and an interesting, uh, just off, off the strength and conditioning, but um, uh, a while back I did my level two accreditation uh, with Athletics SA from road running. So, so I'm now uh, accredited and, and they asked me if I wanted to present the level one course, which I said happy to do that and uh, and and it was so interesting for the first 
and then you think I'm coming in. These are people who uh, haven't done any course at all. I've done up to level two, as, as we've talked about, twenty years plus mm. experience with running and that. And I was feeling as nervous as anything doing the presentation for the first, you know. Is that due to public speaking, though, or is that due to, I hope they don't ask me a question. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was a bit of both because yeah. it was, you, you know, you're trying to present present the course. First time you're presenting it and, um, you know, just trying to get your head around it, you know, people asking you and that. Um, but it, it was really interesting that, that after I'd done the first few hours and all of a sudden I... You know, I just some it just suddenly clicked. Clicks in, the, yeah. These people are listening to every word you say. You know, you do actually know more than these people. You know, um, so don't. Mm. You know, sometimes I think we kind of, and, and I guess you know, you don't want to like, I don't know, it's you don't want to be a big head or whatever. But but obviously, when you're doing that presentation type thing, yeah, you I, know, I, I can relate to that yeah. as well. I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. That I'm the same type type of person as you in that sense. I think when I do something new. Probably not as confident as I should be. Yes. And until I'm comfortable or it's repetitive yep. or then uh, earn my stripes or yep. d- done the hard yards, then, I, then I'm then i probably more confident than anyone. Yeah, sure. But I'm quite hard on myself and and I think that's a similar, what you're saying. Similar I yeah, I can yeah. understand that. It's a shame, isn't it? Because some yeah. people can just go out there and they're from day one, they can sound so confident. Yeah. But they're probably no no more confident than, than uh, that person that's nervous at the start. Yeah, you know well, I mean? that's right. And, and and I guess that's the other thing to look at. You don't know where that person is just a rote learner and they, they, they're really confident because they, they bang, bang, they know right. exactly what everything says in there. But if you ask a question off... off but, yeah, off can they apply it to something, exactly. a different situation? Exactly. Um, Ken, so with strength and conditioning, yep. um, what sort of person do you think should take the path that you took what, what sort of personality or what sort of uh what sort of um skills should somebody have to look at a strength and conditioning career yep i i guess uh firstly you've got to enjoy working with people um you've got to be prepared to take the goods with the bad because i, I can I, I can tell you working with athletes they're going to have their downs they're going to have their ups and sometimes you'll go in there and you'll they're just flat. Or they're, oh, they're, they're flat. Not happy. They're, they're going. Yeah, they're not happy. They'll question every exercise you've given them. They'll, you know, um, so so you've got to be prepared that that you can do that. So I guess you've got to have good people skills. Um, thick skin. Thick skin. Mm. Yep. Um, got to enjoy it. If if you don't enjoy it, um, it's going to be tough. But, Give you an example as if we were talking off air before. I was there at six a.m. this morning because you know you're, you're working with uh, like in the diving squad. We're working with young 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds who have got to go to school. So six a.m. in the morning, they're in doing their, their strength and conditioning. I've got to have them out the door by eight so they can get to school, and then they go to school, and then they're back there again to do their diving in the afternoon. So so you've got to be prepared to get up early. You've got to be mm. prepared to get up early. You've got to be prepared to stay late. You've got to be got to be prepared to to really have a, a different lifestyle uh from from that perspective it's not nine to five five work sometimes you might get lucky and you, you may have some athletes who will fall into that do you um, like that lifestyle do you like that um now that non because you, you've coming from that nine to five yeah do you like that now that that variability that flexibility does it well, suit I, you better your yeah, personality i'll tell you now from, from uh especially training for home and it's it's great because it, it to give you it as I said, another example this morning. So, so I was in there at six o'clock this morning. Um, finished with athletes at nine thirty because it, it's based down at, at the uh, uh, aquatic centre. 
went down, did, did my one-hour swim. Uh, sorry, before I did my one-hour swim, I did an hour weight session because, of course, I'm in the gym. So it's all about, you know, getting bang for buck with your time, time management. So you're slipping in your own weight session in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I finish with my athletes yeah. because, of course, you can't yeah. can't be doing your weight session while no. you're supposed to be supervising no. people. So finish with them, do my weight session, go down, do my swim, and then, you know, it's – 10.30 in the morning, you know, and you go, wow, there's still a lot of the day left. So, mm. so there, there's benefits of getting up there, early and getting there, all that done. There's a lot done, of benefits. Yeah. So when do you, let, let's move into some, some discussion on Ironman then. So yep. that leads in beautifully. So from there, how do you fit in all your, your bike rides and your swim, you know, yep. your swim sessions and your, and your runs? Well, how do you fit, mainly probably the bike ride. I know yep. you could probably fit the run in, you fit that in yep. any time, but those yep. bike rides and yep. if you're going with the groups, they're early morning yep. starts. How do you fit that in with, yep. with your three careers? Yeah, well, well, Basically, I don't. Uh, I, I can't really train with any groups because of the because uh, of the times. I'm basically at work when. Okay, when so you do a lot of your Ironman training on your own. On my own. Oh, and your partner. And my your partner's partner. a, an Iron woman. So she so she's done 12, 12 Ironman. Yes, yeah? that's right. Yep, yep. So uh, so she's excited uh, about to uh, uh, do it. She's done eleven. She's doing twelfth in uh, wow. ten week or nine weeks time. So uh, did she? Was she doing Ironman before she met you? No, no, she wasn't. So, <laughs> so we've been together ten years. Yeah. Um, uh, she, the first one she came and watched me in was two thousand eleven, and it was a day where uh, that was over in New Zealand. So, so it was a holiday. It was a great opportunity, and uh, it was great having the support there, of course. But it was one of those days where it just rained all day. Absolutely poured all day. So she was absolutely <laughs> That's soaked. That's the first one. It was the first one she's come to watch, and she was absolutely soaked. Um, and I, I, I finished and, uh, you know, and, and, and through, that, through the rest of that, uh, she said to me, she made this one statement to me, she said, I'm never watching it. I'm never <laughs> coming to watch you in an Ironman again. And I, and, oh, you know, I was taken back because I'm doing them now because she was so inspired as, as a number oh, of yeah, us. Oh, yeah, okay. You just, you just uh, blew me away there. I thought she was not even going to come and watch, not do no, it, had no, nothing to do it. No, no. So she so wants to do it, she not watch. Wow. Yeah, yeah. What's and, her background? Has she, has she um, trained much yeah, before? Yeah, so, so she did some uh, martial arts. And running yep. and, wow. and stuff, so 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 she had had a, had a bit of fitness background. Mm-hmm. So, and it's interesting that she had that attitude because that's what got me to Ironman in the first place. I went and watched the maiden in two thousand, and I was watching uh, as we always are, always amazed by the people at the back end finishing, but mm. looking at their body size and shapes and and you know, uh, and I, I said, well, if they can do it, I can do it, and so that then became came my Ironman mm. journey. Um, I ask a couple of questions for Ken. Yeah. So, what was she doing for a for a job at that stage? Um, oh, I, was she working full time? Uh, yeah, she was working full time. I can't, I actually can't even, uh, okay. can't remember now what, what where she was working at the and time. Has she got children? Yeah, she, so, so she's she's got a couple of yeah. adult children. Yeah. Uh, twenty three and twenty one mm-hmm. okay. or. No, twenty five and twenty three, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, That's an incredible story. I love that. Yeah. So you've inspired your partner to do yeah, all that. Yeah, love so, it. That's fantastic. And and and, and so yeah, so she uh, so she did a, a, her first one in two thousand and twelve. So so it was basically uh, a year later um, at, at Bustleton. And uh, so since two thousand and twelve to. Um, Will be Bustleton 2018. She's done 12 in that wow. time. So basically two a year. Um, and, and the interesting story on that was I'd always had a goal to get to, uh, to do Hawaii. And, and, and like for the majority of Ironman, it, it's like a, a, long t- a long way off that goal. And then 
uh, luckily they uh, sort of bring in their legacy opportunity. So if you, you have so done, done 10? Uh, 12, 12. 12. So if you've done 12, and so it's always great. It was mm. great for me because when they brought the legacy in, I'd already done my 12. So Does that mean once you've done 12, you instantly get to do Hawaii? No, not not no. instantly. Um, so if you've done your 12, uh, you then got to apply for it. Um, and then they'll choose, I think it's 200 people around the world or 100 people around and the world. And the chance is good? Um, I think it's a lot better now. Mm. Um, I, I think early on it was a couple of years rolling around, but I think they're kind of now getting through all the uh, the, the, the 12. So, That's good. So, so that meant I did uh, Hawaii in 2013. And, and so as I said, that, w- that was my mm. goal. So I was like, you know, I've had enough. But And it's all coming back to what we were talking about, the training before is, um, but of course then Susanna said, I want to add to Hawaii, so I'm going to do 12, and so she's going to keep racing. So, so therefore, I decided, well, I'm not going to retire because I'm going to train with her because when it comes... That's going to help her. Exactly. And your relationship. Exactly. And I'm not going to go and train for six hours on a, on a Saturday and not get any reward at the end. So, hence... The you know probably goal which was probably do you know twelve thirteen years is is now being extended to twenty four races. So, so are you two going to get to do Hawaii at the same time? Uh, no, come, no, no, no. Because I, I did in two thousand thirteen. So yeah, okay, uh, yeah. So I, you can't can't then say twenty four second time <laughs> unless <laughs> doesn't matter. You can go and watch, have a holiday. Exactly, unless I um, do really well in uh, Bustleton. What but, time do you need to do uh, there? You'd probably have to do a ten and a half hours. And which are you? You'd my, be around that. Uh, no, my best is. T- uh, I did 2016 bustled and I did 10.52, I think it was. So. Are you a sneaky chance? Are you? Oh, no. We always like to think we are. <laughs> we always think we're better than we are and you do the training and you think, yep, I've got all the, my training um, down pat. It's a fairytale story though. Yeah, it, it, would be, it'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, so you guys are the Iron, uh, Iron Man woman couple of South Australia. So oh, I don't know. The only, I'm sure. Not, there's not too many though, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and what does she do for a living? How does um, she fiddle this into yeah. her lifestyle? Yeah, so... So she's um, uh, she's been uh, trained to be a life coach, and and, and she's almost basically uh, finished that. She's just putting the icing on the cake with some of her study now, but she also works with um, uh, with a, a training comp- uh Sorry, an employment company, uh, but she's the training. Uh, so she's also got a training background. So she's the training manager. So the uh, with this employment company, they'll bring in people that. Um, uh, like they're either uh, disabled or uh, don't uh, struggle to find work, etc. And she'll come in and she'll uh, she has the course and she trains them up, you know, on what to dress for interviews, how to behave at work, how, how you know, etc. etc. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so for her, she very similar type. Yeah, you role. guys are doing a, you guys are doing a lot for the community. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, yeah, but yeah. for the record, unfortunately, the the Industry industries we work in don't don't pay well, so no, okay. you know. So that's yeah, always the downside. Don't, you don't have children, so <laughs> no, we're true. So true. so you uh, you can save some money. We have got a big dog. <laughs> well, uh, while we're talking about that, I'll ask you a personal question. Do you yeah. do you do you want children, or have you ever wanted children? Oh, look, I I, um, I would never have said no to children, um, but uh, I, I think we've both accepted now. Uh, you know, sometimes when you get to a certain age, you've got to say, you know, mm. it's it's not about what you want. It's what's good for the 
you, you know, and so uh, you've got to start to remember, even though I'm quite fit and obviously I'm a 50-odd but probably behave like a 30-year-old, you know, you could still have a child, but you've got to also remember, you know, potentially I could be 70, 80, and they're, they're 30 and then you're, you're passing away. So there's... Well, I'm, I'm, as a father of two, I can tell you the, the pros and the cons if you want yeah. me to tell you. <laughs> 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 but um, all right, and, and are you guys married? Was that a, a uh, stage? No, no. Is that an issue? Are you, can we talk about that? Oh, we can, we can talk about it, but... If it, it's fine, you know. We've we've got need to be married. Exactly. No. We, we've both said, you know, in, in this day and age, living together though, and training yeah, yeah, together. We, yeah. we live together yeah. and train together. Yeah. And in this day and age, whether you're married or not, it, yeah. it, exactly the same rules apply. So, yeah. it, you know, when you've been together as long as we have, so yeah. how long have you been together? Ten years. Now. Ten years. Ten, yeah. Wow. Ten years and. 12 Ironman Yeah, together. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, I, I can assure you anyone who's done an Ironman would, would know the stress and things that you can imagine what it'd be oh, it'd be, be ups like. and downs. Uh, I'd imagine uh, that when you guys come back and you're really fatigued, there'd have to be some yeah. ten, tense moments. So I know what I'm like after, not, not all the time, but just sometimes if I've had a busy few weeks and then you put in a long ride and some early mornings. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah. testing times yeah, at times. But but the few days leading into an Ironman, you know, of course, I've, I'd come off the back of, you know, whatever it was, 10, 12, 12 Ironman at that time. So, you know, it's pretty much par for the course for me, but you can imagine the nerves she was having. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you're still loving it. You're still going to keep doing them and, and you're still oh, enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Look, I, I won't say I enjoy the training. I, you know, I don't know who, who can enjoy, you know, especially, you know, you, you're asking me for about the training on a, on a Saturday morning. I, I, I'm strength and conditioning with the the diving squad till uh, till basically eight thirty, and then, then by the time you get home and get the bike and everything ready, it's nine thirty, ten o'clock, and, and then you're going out for a six hour bike ride. It's uh, mm. you know forget lunch, you know lunch is some Vegemite sandwiches yeah. along the way, and uh, and you like you said you're doing a lot of it on your own because you're going you know, to miss those group rides. Yeah, they're, they're exactly. Early, so. so so we both just, just ride know, together. You, you, Something's working for you to do yeah. twenty four Ironman. Yeah. There's something's working for you. It works. You enjoy. It. You must enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you probably like me. I love those long rides. Sometimes on my yeah. own, where you yeah. just yeah relax. It's yeah. almost meditative. You know, same with the long yeah. runs. Sometimes. So yeah. I love the racing more than the training. Yeah, the race days. The best. I, I, I'd love to just be able to rock up and race. But <laughs> you know, once again, I've told you my my background. There's no way you can ever do it. But as you know, as we sit here and look at some of these Ironman photos, I've got on the wall here. Yeah. You look at I look at those, and you're probably the same. Yeah. Um, and you think, I know the race day is great, but yeah. it's that training that gets you there. You think yeah. of the long hours and the commitment to it. Yeah. Um, I think that's all part of you know the, getting that. Yeah, that it's all the it's a, yeah, it's a great sport. Yeah. Well, mate, it's been a fantastic conversation. I, I yeah, like to finish so. off with a few in-depth questions. Okay. You know, about, right. More about your personality and, yeah. and things. One I like to ask is, and it gives you an idea of how people think, um, but if you had all the resources in the world and you had – no money issues, or you could do everything, anything you wanted. Yep. A couple of things. Where would you live, and right. what sort of difference would you make to the world? What 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 something would you do with all that money, or your time, or um, the power you have to yep. make an impact on on the world? Yeah, right. Firstly, where would you live? Oh, interesting. Like, Hawaii. <laughs> um, no. I, uh, if you had all the all the money in, in the world, and, and you know what? I'd, I'd probably almost say it, live where I am now. You know, you, you know, it's uh, and and I'd rather. Um, that's so Adelaide. Yeah, wow. I'd look, that's I'm, good. I'm happy in Adelaide. You yep. know, sure, there might be some nicer places, but it's a good lifestyle here. It, yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. lifestyle, and 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 you know, if I had all the money in the world, I, I'd like to think I'd make 
life comfortable for myself in, you know, you obviously own your house, etc. I'd make sure Susanna's uh, would be comfortable, kids would be comfortable, my, you know, my siblings, they'd, they'd all be comfortable and then then there's so many good charities, you know, yeah. around and, and I'd love to see, uh, you know, and I know working in blind sports, for example, that, that, you know, everyone's always struggling for a buck. I'd love to just, you know... Have have a pool of money sitting there that could just the interest could look yeah. after. So help some after of those yeah, those people help, that are disadvantaged. Disadvantaged a bit more, yeah. What I was going to ask you, mate? What's some of the biggest moments of your life? Oh, biggest uh, other than nine, then yeah. Well, I know Hawaii would probably be up yeah, there. Oh yeah, yeah, have to be up there. Yeah, Hawaii still. What's uh, another one other one. than that? Um. If Susanna's listening to it, it'd have to be meeting her. Oh, beautiful answer. <laughs> um, What's another one? <laughs> um, but they would have to, I mean, that obviously yeah. is a turning point for you. Yeah. That's a long-term relationship oh, with yeah. someone that, I mean, it, that you do eye many. That's so rare. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes, and, and we get on well. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, is it, is it, and I, I guess probably now, you know, Making the decision to change career has been a, yep. uh, been a good one. Um, but that being said, I wouldn't want to really change anything else because it's kind of made me who I mm. am. You know, sure, there's been some decisions uh, along along the way. That, it's that funny. I was just going to ask you that if you could have your time again, what yeah. would you change? So, yeah, yeah. Well, it is. But that's what makes you who you are, though. Is yeah, it? Use those, some of those skills and makes you appreciate what you're doing now as well because you've done yeah. that other career. Yeah, well, we, exactly. And and you talk about and I still still say this to a lot of people now. One thing I w- would love to change is it was back when I was in. In, in high school, and so I was in my last year of high school, or uh, first year out of high school, and a, a mate of mine, Queen, were, were coming to Australia, and they weren't coming to Adelaide, and a mate of mine said, let's, because of course I wasn't working, or had very little money, he says, let's go and see Queen, and because mm-hmm. we were just Queen fanatics as kids, and, and I said, I said, I'm a, uh, and I'll, ne- I'll always regret it to this day, we don't, uh, you know, I can't afford it this year, but they'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Never came back. And well, <laughs> Freddie Mercury passed away, yeah. and he, you know, and to this day, I've spoken to people who went there, and they still talk about how fantastic that concert was. So, ever since, if it's anything along those lines, go. I'll go. <laughs> well, you never know what's around the corner. You, you don't. You, you never you know. Don't have to. All right, mate. Another question: um, Is there anything about your childhood that you would change? Is there anything that that's either made you or really has hindered you from childhood that you yeah. one would you, that you change that maybe made you a better athlete or a better yeah. person, or is there anything? That comes to mind? No, well, look, uh, I had, I've had, uh, I've got great parents. Uh, thank God they're still alive, um, and hopefully will be for a number of years to come. Um, you know, and, and, and they certainly gave me some good grounding, which is is basically driven yeah. driven me. You know, what I do, where where I go. Um, they've given uh, you know some really good life lessons and life skills, I guess. What did, uh, what did Dad do for a career? Um, Dad was actually a minister. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was actually an accountant. He was yeah. an accountant mm. and he was also a minister. He was actually quite... An accountant uh, and a minister. Yeah, yeah, wow. that's right. Well, through my childhood, he, he had different mm. different roles. He was a minister for a while, then he was in counting. And then, uh, so, so we moved... I was born here in Adelaide, but uh, we, uh, went, uh, we lived in Canberra and we lived in um, uh, Brisbane as well. Um, so, and he had different roles in... Mm-hmm. In each of those, so um, so is there anything yeah. that comes to mind from your childhood that would you think would have helped you, or um, if you made you better, or something you'd change? No, look, probably not really. Um, 
another thing that really comes to mind, you know, I, I like to think of myself as one of those hardworking athletes. You know, we all know there's athletes, the natural athletes out there. Um, I would love to be one of those, but I don't think anything I could have done as a child would enabled me to do that I just unfortunately I wasn't blessed with the genes that some people are so I've got to say uh, listeners can't see this but you're very tall Man, how tall yeah. are you? Six, six four. Six four. Would you? Yeah. And, and you're not like a, a skinny six four, skinny skinny six four. If you know what I no, mean, the yeah. lean. Because some of those lean, real lean triathletes that helps them. But yeah. at six four, and you know, no doubt weighing over eighty kilos. Yeah, that's that's Ironman's tough. Oh yeah, you know, I'm yeah. nowhere near that height, but I'm over eighty kilos, and it's tough. Yeah, it's a long time it, to be carrying that when weight. You got, got that headwind. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. The surface area of that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> running into that headwind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. All right, mate. Look, it's been a great chat you know yep. really interesting and, I, and I, I think this is really fits in with my podcast about people making change you know from banking finance to strength and conditioning and, yep. and helping you know the visually impaired and, yep. and the, some of the other roles that you do yep. you've got a rewarding career you know it's you've got ver- a variety you know flexibility yep. um, I, I think it's been really good for you by the sounds of it uh, yep. you've got another degree you know more studies under the belt which yep. is and you know to, to, to see that you've done 24 Ironman and you've met a partner that's done 12 Things are going well for you because you can't. Oh, I know you can't do Ironman unless you're happy. You know you got balance in your life, and you've done 24 of them. So there's some real good balance and happiness in your life. So I'd like to finish off with some appreciations, Kent. And you know, I've sort of known you for a long time, yeah. but don't really know you. But from what sure. I what I do know, mate, I want to appreciate you for being a nice guy. You've always got a smile, and I remember that in some of the races, you're always smiling, you're always okay. smiling back, uh, and you're very giving. You know, you you've, you didn't hesitate to meet meet with me and chat about the podcast and, and come here and do this. You know, you're an inspiration, mate. To do 24. Ironman triathlons. There's not many people in Adelaide that would have done anywhere near that. Um, when you say perhaps not gifted as an athlete, well, you know, there's a gift there with with work ethic and right. and endurance. You know, okay. because and with work ethic that that shows in your career that you're willing to get up early. You know, you're motivated and you're helping people. And like you said, not necessarily for the money. You know, yep. so it's not. You know, not huge payment in dollars, but huge, you know, huge reward in, in helping people. Sure. So my last appreciation is the fact that you and your partner have both got careers where you're helping people. Uh, you're not focused just on money; you're focused on balance and lifestyle, and you're adding to our community. And I thank you. No worries. And thanks for your time. Right. Ken. Thank you. Cheers. Always discover your vision, and the rest will follow. Now, my second, my second rule is never ever think small. If you're going to accomplish anything, you have to think big. You have to go and shoot for the stars. The biggest challenge most people have is because they think small. And the reason why people think small and why they choose small little goals is because they're afraid to fail. They know that if you shoot for a big goal, then the chances of failing are very high. And they're afraid of failing. It's one of the most common things why people are frozen and why they can't make a move in life because they're scared of failing. I say to myself, hey, I'm not worried about failing because that's part of life. You're not going to go and win everything. And how far can you fall? Look at this. This is the ground. That's as far as I can fall. And you know something? That the only time you really consider the failure is if you fall and you don't get up. But if you get up, you never consider the failure. So I never considered myself a failure. I always considered myself a winner, even though I fell every so often. But I always got up and I always moved forward.